Why is it that every time I hear about Twitter in the news, it's when someone's gone and offended somebody? When are people going to realize that that's really the precise role of social media? Everyone's going to get offended by something, right? I'm probably offending someone right now in this podcast. You know, I hope you don't see it that way. I hope you're, you're just being challenged and you're asking questions and you want to be a part of this dialogue. Well, Moray, he offended China, John. Well, you know, not really. Before you say that, you should know he offended the elites of China for sure. The ones that have a specific and squeaky clean image that they want the rest of the world to have of them. So Daryl Morey, the general manager of the Houston Rockets, posted a tweet expressing support for Hong Kong's democratic movement. His tweet said, fight for freedom, stand with Hong Kong, which was in support of the protests that had been taking place in Hong Kong, um, which is really a, you know, extremely autonomous uh, for a Chinese city and it really operates uh, with, with, a, with a few certain freedoms, okay? It's... Um, um, and what many like to call, you know, one country, two systems policy that uh, China has. Um, well, the ex- in the extradition, uh, uh, Hong Kong would be required to extradite someone to mainland China for any reason. You know, the communist-run country and the commun- communist-run government deems necessary, especially to clamp down on opposition, religious freedoms, and ideas, which has been happening for a very long time. Um, and the, the protests have been happening for months now, in case you didn't know. Well, uh, Moray's tweet set off uh, a chain reaction creating this global crisis uh, that is uh, now kind of being coined as NBA gate. Um, hopefully, you know, our, our gas prices won't go up. I mean, but hey, they've gone up for, for stranger reasons. Uh, so as you can imagine, uh, the Rockets are, are pretty big in China because of their um, having drafted the famous player Yao Ming back in 2002. But uh, they have been recoiling under the pressure because the Chinese Basketball Association, which is o- basically overseen by the Chinese Communist Party, which is like every sport, in uh, every national sport in China, um, is now actually also being led by the retired Yao Ming. Uh, they've suspended um, its relationship with uh, the Houston Rockets, basically, and and they've said that they they're not going to air any Rockets game going go, any games going forward. Uh, and this is a big deal, guys. Um, it really is uh, because the NBA is now like really at the spear of the arrow at the uh, or the tip of the arrow um, that has really called out China for its human rights issues. So, did the NBA come to uh, Daryl Morey's rescue? You might be wondering. Of course not. They couldn't even come to their own rescue, actually. And, uh, you know, right now they've been, uh, they, they've actually put out several statements um, and they've been critic they've really uh, created this embarrassing wave of criticism for themselves, actually. Uh, and they've gotten criticized by politicians and other, you know, social justice personalities. So first of all, uh, let me give you some context, which is something I like to do. Um, you know, I, I want to frame where I stand uh, in, in my part of the NBA here, where, where I feel like they are. I'm a huge fan, first of all. Uh, you know, I played basketball all throughout high school. Um, you know, I tried playing basketball in college. That didn't uh, work out all too well. I mean, I'm 6'1", and, uh, you know, you go in there, you're playing against guys that are really minimum 6'5", 6'6", 6'7". But anyway, um, you know, one thing I really like about the NBA is that they they allow their talent to make, you know, big career career choices, really that are good for themselves and oftentimes for their families. 
Um, you know, whereas other leagues, their owners really rule with an iron fist. You know, the NFL, for example. Um, the NBA is far more flexible with its conduct uh, with its athletes. Um, but you know what? Dear NBA, you really need to hold the line when it comes to something like this. Um, you know, so it's not surprising that the NBA is being bashed right now. Uh, you know, some media sites are labeling the NBA as uh, hypocritical because of, uh, you know, something the league did, did back in 2017. I'm not sure if you remember this, but the NBA pulled the All-Star game out of Charlotte, North Carolina because, the, because of the state's anti-transgender bathroom bill. But because they have now um, sent mixed messages to China and are not standing by one of their, you know, their own colleagues, it's very easy to see where their interests lie. And, you know, they, they lie in their bank account. You see, China is a huge and growing market for the NBA. In fact, it's the most popular sport in China. I really thought ping pong was, but um, or table tennis, you know, let's call it, but uh, it is basketball. Uh, think about how much apparel can be sold and all the licensing dollars to be made through Chinese-backed media. Um, I also keep in mind that the NBA signed a five-year extension to their previous deal with China uh, and the digital giant Tencent Holdings out of China, uh, which is said to be valued at around uh, you know one one point five one one point seven billion dollars. Uh, and now that is apparently in jeopardy, uh, and it won't be including the Rockets, or they won't get any type of um, deal in that. And if you think it's just the NBA leadership that's really benefiting from you know this relationship with the co- communist-led country, think about the athletes. Um, you know, think about Kobe Bryant, for example. Um, these are known athletes um, that that actually visit China. Uh, Kobe Bryant, uh, Steph Curry, uh, who's a Christian, by the way, uh, LeBron James. And uh, even the Rockets' own James Harden. Uh, all of these guys regularly visit China to promote their apparel and basically make lucrative deals, sneaker deals, and things like that with Chinese brands. By the way, I think it's really important that you as listeners know uh, something about James Harden. Um, you know, I'm a huge fan of, I, I've really been a big fan of this guy. And I really thought that, hey, this is going to be a mainstay athlete. Um, he's going to be this massive superstar in the NBA and continue to be. And, uh, well, he didn't stand with his general manager's statements uh, on these human rights abuses, um, you know, recently. They've been playing these um, um, preseason games there in, in China. And instead, he apologized to the Chinese media um, following a practice in Tokyo. Um, so, you see, it's really all about character here, guys. And true character is coming out as a result of this. And let's just see how the rest of the NBA athletes handle it. Um I'm hoping that more speak out or more come to the defense of uh, Moray or say something about this. Um, so let's just see if it's all about money or whether it's about people too. And you know, the, the NBA is, is being overly cautious. Um, in fact, it, it, issues, it issued another uh, message today. So here's Commissioner Adam Silver's response or entire statement. And this is basically the second statement, which has been kind of touched up a little bit. And he says... I recognize our initial statement left people angered, confused, or unclear on who we are or what the NBA stands for. Let me be more clear. Over the last three decades, the NBA has developed a great affinity for the people of China. We have seen how basketball can be an important form of people-to-people exchange that deepens ties between the United States and China. At the same time, we recognize that our two countries have different political systems and beliefs. And like many global brands, we bring our business to places with different political systems around the world. But for those who question our our motivation, this is about far more than growing our business. 
values of equality, respect, and freedom of expression have long defined the NBA and will continue to do so. As an American-based basketball league operating globally, among our greatest contributions are those are these values of the game. In fact, one of the enduring strengths of the NBA is our diversity of views, backgrounds, ethnicities, genders, and religions. 25% of the NBA of NBA players were born outside of the United States, and our colleagues work in league offices around the world, including in Beijing, Hong Kong, Shanghai, and Taipei. With, the, with that diversity comes the belief that whatever our differences, we respect and value each other, and what we have in common, including a belief in the power of sports to make a difference, remains our bedrock principle. It is inevitable that people around the world, including from America and China, will have different viewpoints over different issues. It is not the role of the NBA to adjudicate those differences. However, the NBA will not put itself in a position of regulating that, that what players, employees, and team owners say or will not say on these issues. We simply could not operate that way. And then he concludes by saying, Basketball runs deep in the hearts and minds of our two peoples at a time when divides between nations grow deeper and wider. We believe sports can be a unifying force that focuses on what we have in common as human beings rather than our differences. End statement. So what do you think of this revised statement? For me, it's pretty clear that the NBA wants to patch things up quickly with China, basically sweep everything under the rug. But it doesn't seem like China is buying into it. In fact, their media arm is bullying the NBA right now. And as fans and as Americans, I think we're all watching and waiting to see what the NBA does here. Do they cower to the Chinese Communist Party and end up potentially ostracizing and isolating the Rockets general manager? What do you think is going to happen? And you know, Daryl Murray actually deleted his tweet very quickly after posting it. I really want to add to this, uh, this, this area because this is a big problem with these take-back sort of things being put out there. And I just want to further the discussion about this uh, by saying, basically, you know, if you have a pretty big platform, please think about what, you, you know, what you're going to tweet or Instagram or Facebook before you actually do it and who's, who it's going to impact. And really the big thing here, the, big, the, the theme, is if you're going to put something out there, don't be a coward. Don't be a coward and then delete it and take it back when, when it's going to hit you in the pocket. Own it. You know, but again, I want to add, be kind and be thoughtful. You know, as the general manager of the Rockets, you're representing the entire organization. And I don't really want, you know, to be super hard on Moray, uh, you know, since I'm sure he was coming from a good place here. But I'm always having to ask this of myself or, or, or question this. And if you believe in something, it doesn't mean everyone else does. And it certainly doesn't mean that those that do agree with you are as outspoken or really want to be as vocal about it as you. So you have to be careful. You know, for Moray, was this the right platform to post his feelings or opinion? How do you even do that? And can you even do that as part of the NBA, for example? I'm really not sure you can. You know, this is the battle of principalities that the Apostle Paul talks about in Ephesians 6. Um, This is what really comes to my mind right now. You know, our struggle is against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this world's darkness, and against spiritual wickedness in high places. Paul nails it. Moray is part of an organization that wants to maintain an image and hold on to that image 
because it's so focused on financial outcomes. Don't you agree? You know, this thing sort of reminds me of what happened recently with Mario Lopez and what he said in an interview that made him like the target of the LGBTQ activists. Yeah, he probably thought he was in a safe place when he said what he said, but quickly learned that, you know, you can't be part of a massive media company and express conservative views um, openly like that, unless you're part of a conservative media company, right? And how many of those are around? But let's also be fair to the NBA. Um, I don't want to beat them up too much either. I mean, I'm sure it's hard for a corporation the size of the NBA to walk the line and, and remain neutral. You know, while, while at the same time you're doing business in, in a place like communist China where human rights are a serious issue. But corporations are like people, aren't they? You know, corporations struggle with global leaders and principalities. So, you know, if you're an owner of a business, for example, even a small business, ask yourself who you're doing business with or who's involved in your business. It's hard. I know it is personally. I mean, I dealt with it with my CrossFit gym. But like you, I'm interested in seeing how this whole thing plays out. And one thing I'd love to remind the NBA is that it should it should not allow itself to be bullied. There are millions of fans that enjoy the NBA in China. China will come under its own scrutiny and its own pressures if it can't work things out with the NBA, right? So it really goes both ways. There was an Atlantic article written by Jamila Hill that really nails this entire thing um, in summary. I mean, she says, the problem for the NBA is that This isn't just a free speech issue. This is a test to see whether the NBA has the stomach to fight for certain values when doing so compromises business. On American soil, the NBA is fearless, which makes the league's defensive crouch now all the more conspicuous. You know, everyone is watching how you handle this, Mr. Silver and the NBA, especially the Chinese fighting for their human rights. See you next episode. Dad healing out. Hey, I hope you enjoyed the session. If there's anything you think I missed or you just want to give me a shout out, please get in touch. And the best way to do so is to get into your Anchor app on your phone and you can send me a voice message directly through the app. I listen to every voice message and if I like what you say or if it's helpful to the Dad Halen listeners, I'll make sure that it's added to my podcast and I'll credit you. For show notes and other media, please be sure to visit dadhalen.com. And of course, I would be incredibly grateful for your five-star rating. For this episode and a positive review, lets me know you appreciate what I'm doing. Thank you.